Will Micah Parsons have more than 12 and a half sacks this season? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Today, we are making some predictions for the Dallas Cowboys heading into the 2023 NFL season. All the lines brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Landon, let's run through as many of these kind of season-long props and player props as we can get through. The first one on DraftKings, Micah Parsons, over under 12 and a half sacks. Yeah, I, I'm taking the over on this. I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, we've we talked about all, all offseason how it feels like Micah has taken his game to another level. We've seen it in training camp. Uh, you know, I, I think it's tough because we haven't really seen him unleashed uh, in a preseason situation. Obviously, haven't seen him unleashed uh, against another team. But uh, I have every I have every reason to believe that he's going to hit that number and, and go beyond that. Even with all the extra attention, I, I think that it's going to be tough to kind of uh, uh, you know, spend a bunch of resources trying to block him up when there's other folks on this defense that can get after the quarterback as well. Uh, so I, I think he's going to hit that 12 number and then get well past it, if I'm going to be honest. Some of this is just a health bet, right? Because if Michael yeah. Parsons plays sure. 16 or 17 games, like he's getting more than 12 and a half sacks. But if he happens to miss four games with a sprained ankle or whatever, it's going to be really hard to get over that total. So you are betting on the health, but at the same time, there's just going to be like four games this year where he has two or two and a half sacks. And those games alone are going to help you get to that total. So I'm inclined to bet the over here as well. Yeah. This is, it's not like we haven't seen him get three games, three sacks in a game before, you know, that's yep. not, a, not a, frankly uncommon. So uh, I think he could, he could clear this bar even with missing some games. If he, if you know, unfortunately, hopefully that doesn't happen, but if uh, it were to happen. I all right. Here's one. I actually like even better than that. Staying on the defensive side of the ball, Trayvon Diggs over under three and a half interceptions. If you bet the over, you actually get some really good odds here. Plus one twenty two. Hmm. I kind of would bet the over with those odds. Yeah, so you I know, I, I, I think, you know, Trayvon is is going to have a high number of pass deflections. I think going in the year and year out, he just has really good ball skills. He tracks the ball very well. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's his game is, is, you know, baiting quarterbacks to throwing the ball and getting his hands on the football. So, uh, catching, you know, four interceptions, uh, I, I mean, I, if, if given the opportunity, I have no doubt that Trayvon Diggs would go there, but of course it, everything else that you, we just mentioned factors in injury health and, uh, you know, opportunity and that sort of thing. But I'm going to say that with Stefan Gilmore on the opposite side, Diggs may actually get more opportunities to see more footballs thrown his way. Yep. I think he. I think I'll take the over on this one, to be honest, because I, I think he's just going to have a lot more opportunity. I, I would agree. I, we're not going to pick overs for every single one of these, but that no. is one. Like, again, there's some. They're going to be playing in more shootout games this year than I think they were last year. They're just playing better quarterbacks, which 
you would think better quarterbacks would lead to fewer interception opportunities. But to me, it's actually the opposite, right? If you're going to be going against more quarterbacks that are just going to be throwing the ball more often, you're going to have more opportunities. So I like the over there as well. I got another one for you that I really like. Uh, Frankly, I'm kind of shocked by this line on FanDuel right now. They're just giving you away free money. Brandon Mm -hmm. Cooks. Over under 725 receiving yards. Ooh, that seems really low. Doesn't it? That's 42 yeah. and a half yards a game if he stays healthy for all 17 games. Even even say he misses like three games and he plays 14 games this year, he would need to average 51 and a half yards to go over the total. Okay, I know we said that we weren't going to take the over on all of these, but come on, man. Like that's – this is a guy that has, you know, consistently gotten a thousand yards receiving in his sleep, no matter what the team, no matter what the situation. So, I I take the over on that. I think, you know, look, even with all the extra uh, targets that go CD's way, he's, you know, Cooks is not uh, the 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 focus of the offense anymore, mm-hmm. the way he has been previously. I still have a hard time believing that he won't be able to eclipse that thousand yard receiving uh, passing assist catching situation because. It's just there's going to be targets to go around. He is going to get a healthy dose of targeting. Yeah. It's not like he's yeah. he's you know chopped liver. Uh, and I think the the yards per catch specifically may be uh, as high as it will have been you know in any previous spots in yeah. his career. So I, I tend to think that he'll get. I'm taking the over on this one as, as well. I have to say. Again, 51 yards a game, assuming he misses three games for whatever reason. I, I think he's going to average like 13 yards a catch. So, I mean, can you get can you get to five catches, four catches a game? I I mean, I would think, I so, think so, right? Yeah. Well, and spoiler alert: I recorded uh, with Patricia Trainer today for Crossover Thursday, which will be out obviously on yeah. Thursday. And like we were talking about some of the matchups, and CD Lamb is going to be going up against Dory Jackson in Week One. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Banks, the rookie corner, has really been playing as an X. Uh, they've got a six-round rookie corner that's going to be likely guarding Brandon Cooks one-on-one without much safety help, especially Ooh, with Wink Martindale blitzing a lot. Like, how does Brandon Cooks not win those type of matchups just all year long? Yeah, I mean that's that's the real thing. It, it, it's you know we talked about the fact that he's not getting the number one overall targets, but at the same time he's not seeing number one overall coverage either. He's going against he's feasting against lesser than uh, uh, corners. So uh, yeah, I, I tend to think that that kind of over uh, you know, overbalances the the yep. lack of targeting that he got compared to the previous years. I I, th- I mean, again, I don't want to take the over on all of these, but but you know, they're giving me, they're making me want to bet these. They're making yep. me want to put some money down here. Uh, we we got another one again. This is courtesy of FanDuel. CD Lamb over eleven hundred receiving yards again. If he plays all seventeen games, that's about sixty four receiving yards per game. This one is to me just more of a health bet than anything. Yeah, I mean, again, like I, I, I just have a hard time believing he'd get under 1,100 yards if, unless there was a health, yeah, situation. So I agree. I mean, we gotta pick, we gotta find one that we're gonna pick the under on here. So it's well, one of these points, but 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 I think they are kind of you know hedging their bets here a lot uh, on health. And that's what it is, right? Like FanDuel obviously knows that not every player is gonna play 17 games, so they they're trying to find a number that makes sense. If assuming a player is gonna miss a game, two, three games. Even if CD Lamb were to miss four games, let's say he goes on the short term IR for anything, you're still looking at him needing to average like 75 receiving yards a game. And I just think, yeah. frankly, he will. Unless there's he gets hurt and Dak Prescott's hurt. And even then, we saw him be pretty productive with Cooper Rush. But it just, I have a hard time believing outside of a major injury that costs him like 
30, 40, 50% of the year that he's not going to go over that total. Yeah. And I mean, on top of that too, it's like, you know, if, 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 if CD lamb is not averaging 75 yards a game, then the Cowboys have got bigger problems at that point. Right. Like yes. they need CD lamb to be producing at that level in order for, you know, season team goals to kind of be met. I would assume. All right. Last one here that I want to mention to you, Dak Prescott over under passing touchdowns this year, 26 and a half. Hmm. It's a good number. I think though. Yeah. Cause I think they're going to um, run the ball a lot when they get to the I mean, at least score a lot of touchdowns on the ground, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I would probably take a push there. I mean, 26 sounds right about right. You know, um, I probably just wouldn't bet on that one. Right. Cause yeah. I, I think you, if it's he stays close, relatively right? healthy, I think he's going to go over that, but I could also just see this being one of those weird years where they get a lot of, a lot of like goal line looks and they just, they just happen to run a lot or they use Dak's yep. legs and Dak has seven rushing touchdowns this year yeah. rather yeah, than that's two. One. So I don't know. It, it's a good line. Yeah. Cause I mean, again, like the Cowboys were one of the most efficient red zone offices in football last year. Um, so I do think that, you know, punching the ball in is not going to be a problem. The, 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 the issue is, is it going to be through the air, yeah. right? Like or, yeah. or how many of these times are they going to, you know, throw a pass to see lamb down to the six, six yard line and then punch it in with his own read or, you know, yep. whatever, hand up to Tony. So uh, I, I think 26 is a good number and, and probably enough that I would probably avoid betting for fear of losing my money. Uh, let's talk about some more things that we expect to happen this year for the Cowboys and where we think they will be a little bit different, maybe on offense in 2023. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look so good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they just fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs have fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that makes it look just like a khaki, but stretches so it gives you a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. I love wearing them to the golf course. I also like to wear them when I'm just walking around the house and <laughs> lounging, doing podcasts and stuff. Uh, go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter promo code LockdownNFL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That is birddogs.com slash NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We want to make, or want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. We want to let you know, uh, let you guys know about the Lockdown Ultimate NFL Season Preview. It's here. The seven episode extravaganza brings opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all thirty-two <laughs> of our Lockdown NFL hosts. Landon was on uh, that oh, yeah. series. Absolutely fantastic, especially if you're an NFC East fan who happens to root for the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> plus, we have some added insights for our national experts. It's a can't-miss series before the season kicks off. Catch every episode on Lockdown NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Landon, let's talk about some aspects of this team that we expect to be a little bit different than what we've seen before. Let's do one positive, one negative. What you got? So I, I think for in the positive thing, I, I think we need to discuss that's that's noticeably different is just overall offensive speed. 
Um, you know, we, we talked, obviously we've gone through a lot about Brandon cooks and about his addition and what it does to the, the team. But I think it's, it's, it's not just the addition of cooks. It's the combination of like a couple of other different realms that have all kind of come together all at once. Right. It's, it's cooks obviously, but it's also, you know, uh, as Zeke left the the rise of Tony Pollard, there's obviously more speed there. I think Zeke's carries are likely going to be split up between the other backup uh, running backs. So we talk about Deuce Vaughn, who get, who has a lot more juice. Hmm. And then you talk about uh, uh, Dowdle, who you feel like even as a bigger back has got some burst that, that, that um, has a little bit more speed than what we've seen in the running back position previously. Uh, and then you, you you throw in the fact that you've got guys like Turpin who ha- is going to have more of an offensive role than he had previously, and definitely uh, uh, has a lot of juice, a lot of speed there. Uh, and and then you know a, a healthy Gallup who isn't necessarily a, a speed demon, but has that kind of deep deep uh, uh, route vertical element, the vertical the element to his game. So I, I just think that you know when you look at and then on top of that the tight end situation, right? You you, you know, Dalton Schultz wasn't slow, but I think you 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 sub in Schoonmaker who is got a little bit more speed, Ferguson who's going to get those uh, looks, who's a little bit more athletic. Uh, and I think that overall, suddenly you look, you take a step back, and and you see that this team is markedly uh, uh, faster than it was top to bottom last season. And and I think that that's going to make a huge difference uh, in their ability to uh, you know create open space uh, underneath to create op- larger windows for Dak to throw into. Uh, and it's also going to make uh, the team more dangerous with the football in their hands. You know, when when uh, we've seen the element in, in 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 training camp, but we haven't seen it unleashed in the games yet. Where Cooks is dangerous with the ball in his hands, not even just going deep and catching it. Like if you you can get a short pass out to Cooks, yeah. uh, he can make a move and he can go. And, and I think the same thing obviously applies to Turpin and some of these other guys that we that the Cowboys have. So. I just think that the, the the change that I've noticed is just overall team offensive team speed, and I think it was worth noting uh, before we go into this game. Against yeah, I, there's no question they're faster than they were last year, and I think with you even mentioned somebody like Turpin, like Turpin only played a handful of snaps each game last year. I, I just expect his role to be bigger, and now that you're taking who was the number three receiver for most of the year last year, like Noah Brown, probably yeah. right. Yeah, you're replacing basically Noah Brown with. Brandon Cooks, that that change alone is going to make this offense just feel so much more dynamic and so much more faster. I think CeeDee Lamb, while he's not faster, I think he's going to play a little bit faster now that this is his fourth year in the NFL. It's his fourth year, I don't want to say in the system, but he's had the same offensive coach and the yeah. same quarterback for the last four years. I, I just think he's going to play so much more without having to think, right? He's not going to have to know, like, hey, this is where I need to run this route. He can just go out there and play. I will be shocked that this offense doesn't feel significantly faster right out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, because again, it's not just one player. It's like incremental changes and improvements in speed and a variety of different spots all happening at once. And and I think it's going to, it's going to be noticeable. And and don't forget about somebody like Jalen Tolbert who doesn't have a lot of speed, but when you compare that to like a Dennis Houston, who was playing early season snaps last year, or a Michael Gallup who was coming back from a big, you know, ACL injury, even having somebody like Tolbert who has four five Oh speed, I think that's going to just be a little, you know, maybe 1%, a little bit more faster on offense, which that could be the difference in a big play or not. Absolutely. It's incremental changes that honestly, I think we're going to notice the most. 
All right, where's a, a negative that you could see that could be different with this team this year? Well, it's you know it's certainly just going to be different, and we kind of associate this with with negative. But I think you know, kind of sticking with the offense a little bit, I I think that the play calling is going to be less expansive. You know, I oh, just okay. think that part of what the uh, McCarthy wanted to do by taking back play calling duties was you know, not to limit the playbook, but maybe limit your selection from the playbook, not feel like you have to hit every corner of the playbook, right? And 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 I think, you know, there's some benefits there. I think there was times last year when we felt like, or at least I felt like that the, that the offense didn't really have, you know, those kind of two or three plays to hang their hat on that when they needed yards, they could get. I, I feel like at times duo behind uh, Terrence and Zach was that play, but then Terrence Steele got hurt and, and they couldn't necessarily rely on that. I think one thing that we're going to start seeing more of is trying to find plays that the Cowboys can kind of hang their hats on, that they can rely on, that they know they can get positive yardage from uh, and, and, and allowing that to kind of be a crutch at times when the offense feels disjointed. Because I think that's as good as this offense was. When when it could turn it on, it was incredible. But it would take a while for this offense to kind of get synced up in games. And I feel like part of that is that when things don't feel right, they didn't have a set of plays that they knew they could turn to that they could get positive results from. Um, and I think that that's something that that you know kind of not not necessarily limiting the playbook, but kind of just not opening up the entire playbook every single game may help, you know, kind of fix. It helps kind of focus the uh, uh, preparation and get the team ready. Uh, but it, it, to the detriment of the idea that, you know, look, the truth of the matter is we have Mike McCarthy calling the playbook. So we're going to see a lot of dragon. We're going to see, you know, the slant flat. We're going to see a lot of, of, uh, of, uh, you know, mesh. We're going to see a lot of these kind of, of West Coast offenses start to uh, leak, leak, leak their way into the uh, yeah, into go. the playbook and, and and start kind of being used regularly as they get uh, uh, you know a, a kind of feel and a, and a positive sort of you know uh, repetition of, of this sort of play that they can kind of you know hang their hat on if they if some things things go wrong and they need to kind of straighten the ship a little bit they need to have plays that they can go to and, and feel comfortable running I, i've got mixed feelings on this one because yeah if you go back and watch like the last two years of kellen moore there were some really cool play calls in there that i think people forgot about like i'll give you an example i was watching a game yesterday and i can't remember who the opponent was but they ran basically a hook and ladder at the end of a game to try to set up a field goal opportunity yep. they threw the ball to uh, I think it was. Um, I think it's Cedric Wilson. I think it was Cedric Wilson, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Wilson caught like a dig route and then flipped it to CD Lamb and it ended up gaining like thirty yards and CD was able to get out of bounds. Or you go to the twenty twenty one game against the Vikings where they, you know, they set up a double pass that had Cedric Wilson wide up yeah. or wide open down the middle of the field to give you a seventy five yard touchdown. Like those kind of plays are really cool and they can spark your offense and get things rolling. And I. I I think we're going to miss that a little bit going from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy. At the same time, I do think you're right in the sense that it felt like it felt like there was just this collection of plays that Kellen Moore had, and he would pick and choose which ones he would use. And there was nothing sometimes that would – he wouldn't run a play in the first quarter specifically to try to get something set up for the fourth quarter when they'd have the same exact look, but there would be a counter off of it. Like I think that's where Kellen Moore – is still working as a play caller and as an offensive mind. And sometimes you need to run stuff early in the game against certain looks so you know later in a game, okay, this is how we're going to execute, you know, the 
cutthroat player, you know, the, the kill shot at the end of the game, for the yeah. lack of a better word. I think McCarthy might just have a better feel for that than what Kellen Moore does. Yeah, and, you know, look, I mean, I, I think that the last play of the Kellen Moore era kind of is indicative of what can happen if you go to that well too much, right? You try to be too tricky, and suddenly you've got Zeke snapping the ball at center, you know. Which and, I get. And, I mean, you're just trying to yeah, figure out weird but, ways. But, I mean, I think – I totally don't uh, – I'm not upset with him about the play call, but I think it is indicative of what we're talking about, right? Like sometimes the trick plays are great and sometimes you lose 30 yards on a play or, you know, like – so I, I think that, you know, it's it's not that one is necessarily better than the other. And, and I, I think that it's – you know, both have their uh, upsides and downsides as far as kind of play calling mentality philosophy – uh, but I, I think it is going to be different. You know, I think it is going to be more about uh, uh, focusing on the proper execution of these handful of plays as opposed to, hey, we've got this enormous uh, playbook. We could call any one of these plays at any time. Yeah, we may have only practiced this one play twice in practice, and uh, we may not have the details down all, all the way. Uh, but it's definitely going to surprise the defense. I think they're trading that for yeah, a little here. bit better refinement on a smaller group of plays. All right, Landon, let's make some season-long predictions for the Cowboys, including what we believe their win total will be this year. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is so easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props. Some of the stuff that we're mentioning on the podcast, go go bet on, on FanDuel right now. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Landon, finishing up here. We haven't done this all year. We're going to make our Mm. predictions for the Cowboys for the 2023-2024 season. What is your record, regular season record prediction for this team? I think I'm going to go with 11 and six. Um, is it? Yeah. I'm giving the numbers. Right? Yeah. 11 and 17. Um, I, 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 yeah, I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, FanDuel or, or the, the, they've got the, them at nine and a half right now. Nine and a half. Yeah. So uh, I, I feel confident kind of taking the over just a little bit there. I mean, I think it is a very tough schedule. That the Cowboys are going to face. There's no doubts about that. Um, but you know, I, I also think that this is a team that is quietly confident and quietly better than they were last year. Uh, I, I also think that that uh, it's it, it really does seem like you know the Cowboys are somehow playing the role of the underdog so far. This well, year I just saw season. Peter Schrager from NFL.com. He, he did his top seven NFC playoff teams this year. The Cowboys weren't on it. You know, look, and 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 I, I guess I'd, I've always said that I'd prefer that to be the the, the kind of approach, right? That the Cowboys would be the, the 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 kind of forgotten team in the group that that you know surprised the world. It's shocking that a twelve win team the last two seasons would be kind of the underdog and not considered to be the top seven teams in the NFC. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so I, yeah, I tend to think that they are going to be a better team than a lot of 
folks are expecting. You know, I think with a little bit of injury luck, um, you know, they could have maybe the best roster in the NFC, maybe the best roster in the NFL. Um, I, I think they're in the conversation for that. So, uh, you know, we talk about it all the time. These seasons are uh, 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 the rolls of the dice, right? Yeah. I think the Cowboys are certainly in that uh, that striking distance area of being good enough to uh, make a serious, serious role into the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, it's I expect a year's worth of improvement here. So I'm going to predict maybe a, a step back in, in win-loss record, like 11 wins, but a step forward in, in yep. playoff production. Uh, I see them taking their next step to the NFC Championship game, and then we'll see how it goes from there. Assuming, again, we have to assume there's no massive injuries. Like you have Michael Parsons for the majority of the year, CeeDee Lamb, all that kind of stuff. I just don't see how this team is worse than they were a year ago. Because remember, like <laughs> they lost uh, Dak Prescott for the first five games. I get yeah. what, five of the first six games of the year. Uh, they lost Michael Gallup. They didn't have him for the first month of the year. They, they had never had their the starting offensive line. I mean, again, I can't know how many times we can say this. They never had their starting offensive line Never, not once. And maybe they won't, again, we'll hopefully crossing our fingers in Tyler Smith, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but the schedule's harder. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, yep. playing the AFC East and playing the NFC West is going to be a challenge. Um, but I, but look, I look at it like this. They were five, no, sorry, four and two in the division last year, right? Because they lost in week 18 against Washington and they lost in Philadelphia. I, I don't see how they're... I don't see how they go three and three in this division, to be honest. Like it feels like at the very worst, they're going to split with all three other teams and they're probably going to sweep one of the three. Correct. I mean, I history will tell you that. Yeah, I think so. So assume they go four and two in the NFC East. Like that's a, I think that's a pretty safe bet and assume they go two and two with the AFC East, which we think is going to be really hard. Again, that's already six wins. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to be three and one in the NFC West. Between the Cardinals, the Cardinals, <laughs> the Rams, and then can you yeah. split with the 49ers and Seattle? I, I think so. You're mm-hmm. already looking at nine wins there, and you've got all these extra games that you're still playing. Like it just I have a hard time believing the Cowboys are gonna be like an eight win team this year. Again, assuming there's not massive injuries on yeah. both sides of the ball. Well, it's, I mean, you, we, no one can, can predict for injuries, obviously. So, uh, but yeah, I think that it, it certainly is. All of that is certainly reasonable. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that I agree that the schedule is harder. Uh, I agree that, that that less people believe in the Cowboys, which I mean, again, I, I understand. Um, but I also think that this, like you said, this is a better team than it was last year. And I, yep. I don't even think it's close, honestly, uh, just simply from where they are entering into the season versus where they were entering the season last year. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I have higher hopes this year yep. with this team than I did the previous two. By the way, I'm going 10 and seven as a record. I, I think I, that's going to be good enough to get you into the playoffs, probably be the five seed again, which likely means that you're going to play. Maybe the Saints, maybe the Panthers, maybe the Falcons in round one of the playoffs. Like, there's worse spots to be in the NFC than being the fifth seed and taking on the worst division winner, which is kind of where the Cowboys have been uh, the last couple of years. So, we'll see. 10 and 7, 11 and 6. We both think the Cowboys make the playoffs on FanDuel right now. The Cowboys are minus 225 to make the playoffs. So, FanDuel also agrees that the Cowboys are going to be a playoff team. 
Mm-hmm. Not a surprise at all. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. And every day is on tomorrow's show. We're going to answer your Twitter questions. It's the last time to get your Twitter questions in before the season starts. So make sure you do that. Uh, go follow the show on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.